Hey neighbor, this is your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. Before we start today's episode, just want to let you know that we just launched our weekly newsletter, Happy Healthy Newsletter. This is a great opportunity for you to receive more meaningful content to help you grow your faith, well-being, and leadership skills. So go to happyhood.com to subscribe. That is happyhood.com, H-A-P-I-H-O-O-D.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at happy underscore hood for more purpose-driven content. Now, let's start today's episode. I'm a holistic therapist with Collaborative Insights in North Carolina. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, yoga teacher, and Reiki master. And in the spirit of gratitude, I'd like to express my thanks to Jay Murray at Happy Hood for inviting me to share my thoughts and experiences of gratitude with our community. As I reflected on the practice of gratitude, I found myself drawn to a poem written by Rumi, Rumi was a Persian poet and Islamic scholar from the 13th century. I'll read his poem titled The Guest House and then share how I feel it can act as a really powerful tool in guiding our emotions. And then I'll talk about how I relate it to my own practice of gratitude. The Guest House by Rumi. This being human, is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're crowds of sorrow who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them all in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Now on first reading this poem, it may not seem like the guest house is about gratitude, but here's how I see it. I can easily find myself complaining and even worrying about situations and relationships that I know in my heart I'm blessed to have in my life. Sometimes I let these feelings ride out and other times I realize I need to check myself before my negative thinking takes over my whole mood. When I want to get in a space of more gratitude, I used to try to make a big leap, a leap from my negative thoughts and feelings to more positive ones. But over time, in my own work, 
and in my work with clients, I found that in order for me to make deep, profound, and sustainable changes, I need three things. I need to slow down, I need to practice patience, and take smaller steps towards the bigger goal. So a practice of gratitude for me isn't like a light switch that I can just turn on. Instead, I'm noticing and acknowledging the uncomfortable feelings I'm having, like Rumi describes in his poem. I sit with and allow the feelings to be, noticing if judgment and shame are also creeping in. I sit with these feelings first because I didn't learn how to do this growing up. Many times, and I get it now as a parent myself, many times my parents would try to fix it. No fault on them. When we love someone, we often do what we can to try to ease their suffering. But this meant I didn't learn how to name and feel my whole range of feelings. And like I said, I do the same thing with my own kids now. It's my automatic response. I try to fix it first. But when I am in a more centered place, I do those three things. I slow down, I practice patience, and I take smaller steps. The practice works with my kids and with myself because what I really wanna do is allow and acknowledge my thoughts and feelings so that they don't have to keep fighting for my attention. Rather than playing mental whack-a-mole, I invite them in. I work with my kids to allow them to practice this as well, to name the feeling they're having and sit with it before trying to move on too quickly. Now, sometimes I can do this when I'm practicing it for myself. I can do it on my own and other times I need a witness. I need my husband, I need a friend or a therapist or even a community to help me sit with and move through these feelings just like I try to be that witness for my kids and their feelings. And sometimes as part of this process, I notice that I am shoulding. That part of myself that says I should or shouldn't feel this way, I shouldn't think that way. It's usually not helpful and it either keeps me stuck or going in circles, still unable to move to a better feeling and still unable to move any closer to gratitude. And another thing I'll notice, sometimes when I'm trying to do this practice, I'm sitting with my feelings and moving towards a more grateful experience, there's something called comparative suffering. And this is what we do when we think, well, other people have it harder or worse, so my problems really aren't that bad. We're comparing ourselves to other people and trying to see if our feelings are valid and while it might be true other people might be suffering more it's still if we stay in the comparative suffering space it keeps us from feeling and processing our own stuff we can practice compassion for others we can still offer prayers loving kindness and take inspired action to help them but by not feeling our feelings we won't improve anyone else's lives either so when i allow instead of resisting uncomfortable feelings, I pave a smoother road to move in a different direction, to a different feeling. 
I move out of the energy of resistance and into flow. And in flow, I can move more easily in and out of feelings. So I may then practice gratitude for things, people, and situations that are present in my life, those things that I've dreamed for. Gratitude for something I notice in the present moment, a touch, a color, a taste. I love to use my senses to experience the present moment. So even if I can't tap all the way into gratitude, perhaps I've experienced some more presence than I would if I stayed just in my own thoughts. Some days these practices feel like they turn me completely around. I'll feel the energy shift and it works. Other days I might feel like I slide back, frustrated that I couldn't move to a more pleasant feeling. And still other days, it's a tiny shift in a direction that leads me to a slightly better feeling. No right or wrong, simply a reminder to keep practicing, keep feeling what is true to me, keep focused on my intentions, connected to myself and others as I practice gratitude as a tool. Gratitude is great when we use it for the right job. Sometimes we need gratitude and sometimes we simply need to notice our present thoughts, feelings, and environment. The more we practice gratitude and the sentiments of Rumi's poem, the more we build our own discernment, wisdom, and support to discover what we need more of. So I will close out by inviting you to slow down, practice patience with yourself, and take smaller steps as you practice gratitude for yourself. Thank you for listening and allowing this space for me to share my thoughts and experiences.